Welcome to the Taste and See podcast, a kingdom-based podcast that exists to encourage saints, empower believers, and reach the lost with the goodness of God. Psalm 34, 8 proclaims, Taste and see that the Lord is good. To taste is to experience, while to see is all about perception. Join us as we discuss our experiences in the kingdom of God and discover how we can impact the world around us through a new lens. Here is your host, Josh Emmerich. Hey, friend, and thank you so much for joining us today for the Taste and See podcast. Today with us, we have the privilege of having Kate Musing, who is a Christian health coach from Florida, who is passionate about health from a spiritual perspective. The reason why this is important is because I believe that health is such a critical component of our spiritual journey. We have our ups and downs. We have our mental health. We have our emotional health. We have our spiritual health, but most of all, we have our physical health as well. So Kate, I want to say thank you so much for joining us today on the Taste and See podcast. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation together. So Kate, tell us more about yourself, your spiritual journey and how you came to being a Christian health coach. That's, that's very unique. I I know a lot of people who are health coaches. Um, They might be yoga instructors or fitness instructors, Zumba instructors. I tried Zumba last year. Don't even get me started on how I did with that. But I do not teach Zumba. I can't even. So, so tell us more about yourself. Like, you know, how, how did you come to know Christ and how did you ultimately become a Christian health coach? Yeah. So I grew up in a Christian family. My dad was a children's pastor, um, grew up in the church, loving the Lord and serving. Um, when I, you know, I I was always, um, close to Jesus. I, I don't know how else to explain. I was just always close to Jesus. Um, but it was not until after I had my third baby that I understood, started to understand, um, that Jesus also cares about my physical health. Um, I think like so many other people, I grew up, um, thinking that exercise was a way to, um, get skinny, um, or look good. And that eating healthy was like a punishment. (laughs) Um, so I didn't understand for a very long time that, Jesus cares about my physical health. Um, after I had my third kid, he was about a year old and I started to, I have a really, I mean, it's a really common story, right? Like saw the weight start creeping back on and I wanted to do something about it. So I joined that program with the network marketing and, and it worked like the truth is it worked for me. Um, I became a coach with that network marketing company and I really enjoyed it. And I did that for four years. But what I saw and what God revealed to me while I was doing that was that there's a gap in the health and fitness and diet industry. And that gap is faith. So what I saw was that my clients who had the best success, the most lasting success and results were the ones who were not doing it for, you know, to look good. They had a really deep seated why, and it always came back to Jesus. And that was why my, um, my results lasted. Um, and why I was successful is because I had a little come to Jesus meeting and he (laughs) said, you know, I wanted to, um, 
I, we were at a point in our, in our, our family's life when I was like, okay, God, I want to do more. I want to, I want to give you more. I'm all in. And he was like, actually, you haven't been a very good steward of the gifts I've already given you. And I was like, whoa, hold on, God, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, you know, I'm in church, I'm doing all the things. And he was like, but I gave you three little boys that you can't keep up with because you've not taken care of your health. And I was gutted Mm. like, oh my gosh. And that's when I realized that my unhealthy lifestyle was really an act of disobedience. And it, I mean, I was crushed. And so obviously we repent and we turn from that and we (laughs) do the right thing. And that's why I got healthy and stayed healthy. But that gap in the industry just kept nagging at me. And God revealed that to me and said, this is the spot where I want you to speak into. I want you to help women and men and people understand that health is about being a good steward of a gift that I've given them. It's not about losing weight. It's not about looking good in your genes. Those are just natural byproducts of of this life of obedience. So that's how I got into it. And God just keeps opening doors for for me to do it. So, So here I am. That is so good. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, It reminds me when you're talking about stewardship that so often we think of stewardship as just finances and money, but it's so much more than that. I remember I was pastoring a church in central Arkansas. And I preached a sermon on stewardship and I took one of those, you know, most, most churches now use like buckets or baskets that they, that they pass around, or you can give online, you know, there, you know, there's a lot of text to give platforms out there, but we had the, I don't know if, if, if y'all can remember, but mm-hmm. those old school, like metal, like offering plates with the velvet with Center. the velvet, the red velvet. Yes, the red velvet. <laughs> and, and I sat that down on the stage and I stood in it and I preached the entire time, never moving from that plate. And it was an illustration that we are giving of ourselves, our whole entire selves mm-hmm. in stewardship. You know, are, are you giving not just a tenth of your finances? Are you giving a tenth of your time? Are yeah. you giving a tenth of your health even? Yeah. You know, are you being a faithful steward? Because scripture says, if we are faithful in little, God will give us much to be faithful in as well. Right. And I see that. And what's cool about your health is it allows you to be a better steward in every other area. Because when you're healthy, not skinny, not, you know, cute, it's, it's when you're healthy, you have more endurance to actually serve more. You have the capacity to, um, you know, it, it affects your mental health too. You have the mental capacity to love others better. Your health, your physical health allows you to be a better steward. You're being a good steward of your body because really stewardship is about any gift God gives you. But by being a better steward of that gift, you're able to be a better steward in so many other areas. That's so good. So I I know that we talked on health being important as, you know, it relates to stewardship. Mm -hmm. But in general, when when you take the stewardship piece out of it, why is health so important? It's it's really comes down to obedience. 
I really believe it comes down to obedience. Um, and the Bible speaks to that and all over the place, you know, our bodies are a temple of the Holy spirit. So we need to use them to honor and glorify God. Um, there's just, there are so many places in scripture where God asks for all of us and all doesn't just mean your spirit or your soul or your serving or your time or your money. It means your whole body. I mean, Jesus was a great example of that. He gave his entire body as a sacrifice. So why would we not then give him our entire bodies? This is a very common question that I get, and I'm sure you have heard it too. And it's people who kind of tend, I myself included at times, have used this specific excuse. But while it isn't found in a specific verse, mm-hmm. we come to the conclusion that after looking at the totality of scripture, you know, scripture is this love letter from God to us who wants to redeem his creation, who wants to redeem us unto himself. And he says, come as you are. There's room at the table for everyone. Absolutely. What would you say to someone who would say, why should I focus on my health if God already accepts me for who I am, what I look like, and why does it even matter? You know, it's, it's true. God does he meets us right where we're at. He wants us to come just as we are, but he loves us way too much to let us stay there. Right. He loves us way too. He loves us as sinners, but he loves us way too much to let us sit in our sin. And really non-medical health issues are heart issues. Mm. Yeah. Right. So we can take the, the medical things aside, diagnoses and, and some of the medical issues are, are a result of health, uh, heart issues. But non-medical health issues are heart issues. And I say that with confidence because that addiction to sugar, quote unquote, that's really a result of putting sugar and sweets using that for comfort instead of the Lord. Right. Turning to um, coffee when you need a pick me up every day. I need that. Really? Like, do you? Do you need it or do you need Jesus? Mm. Well, no, I need it. I physically am tired. Okay. So maybe you need to take better care of your body so you can not be a slave to caffeine or a slave to your snacking or a slave to um, laziness. And I realized that I just stepped on a lot of people's toes, but I'm not sorry. Because if you don't know, then you don't know. But now that you know, you got to do something about it. So yeah, yeah, come as you are. And that's what I encourage my clients to do. Come to me as you are. There is no shame. There is no condemnation for where you are. It's just, it's just the fact you are where you are. But the truth is that you don't need to stay there. And, the tr- and, and I think the come as you are too is an excuse to look the same. It's, it, it often is a looks-based excuse. It's superficial, right? Well, I'm going to just come as I am. God doesn't care if I have a, you know extra weight in my tummy. You're right. He doesn't. He does not. And you might get really healthy and still carry that weight in your stomach. But at least you know that you're taking care of that gift God's given you in your body. 
So again, it comes back to obedience and it comes back to your heart motivation. Are you getting healthy because you want to look good? Or are you getting healthy because you want to be the best steward of that gift God's given you, or you want to be a better servant or, um, you know, whatever that Jesus foundation is. Oh, that's so good. And I must admit, Kate, my uh, toes are a little black and blue right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I funded the entire operating budget for Starbucks last year. <laughs> so thank you for pointing that out for me. But that's, it's so important. I'm always feeling drained. And I feel like, you know, um, a lot of it has to do with my physical health. You know, I've mm-hmm. I weigh 300 pounds and this is the most I've ever weighed in in several years and i have found it so hard to get off these pounds and to get out and to exercise and i am addicted to coffee just all the time <laughs> i'm drinking it like i you can see i'm even drinking it right now on the show uh-huh. you know yeah. I, I think if they try to draw blood from my veins it would come out with coffee and and you know the truth is i i really love coffee And I had to actually fast from it because I realized it had become such an idol in my life and I need this thing. And it became an idol because that's what it is. When you, anytime you put something before the Lord, it's an idol in your life. And I realized I needed to take it out completely um, and really, really pray about it. So now I'm able to enjoy it, but I'm also able to go, that's enough. Or I only, and you know, sometimes I just have to make half a pot because it's, I know it's going to be a hard day. So I'm like, I have to be really intentional. I'm only making half a pot of coffee because if I make the full pot, I'm going to drink the full pot. <laughs> you know, So I get it. And you know what? God loves every pound on your body. But what he wants for you is to be the healthiest you you can be. That's so good. Thank you so much for your transparency and um, your candor and, you know, in all of this, I think it's something that, you know, it's not just me who struggles with it, but I, I believe that many of us struggle with this. Oh, I mean, I do too. I'm not perfect. And I struggled with it for so long that I can speak to it and say like, I, I'm going to step on your toes because I want you to understand the truth. Yeah. So what are some important steps that people can take to get their health back on track? Yes. And, and in the midst of all of those steps, mm-hmm. what would you say is the first step? Okay. The most important thing is taking baby steps. Okay. If you imagine a ladder, right? Let's say you're trying to climb up onto your roof. There's a ladder. You're at the bottom of the ladder. You don't go to the fourth rung. You don't try and step on that fourth rung first. You either won't reach it or you'll reach it and you'll struggle to get up there. Or maybe you're amazing and have crazy long legs and you get up there. You're going to fall because you can't balance. It's not the way it's designed to work. And anytime you're building habits, especially in our health, it's the same thing. You cannot go, you know, from where you are of not exercising, but I want to lose weight so I'm going to start exercising five days a week and I'm going to, you know, cut out all carbs and sugar. I bet everyone, you know, everyone has done that. Right. And what happens two weeks in 
you're sitting on the couch, not exercising, and eating ice cream out of the carton with a spoon. Guilty. Yeah, me too. That's the yo-yo effect, right? We try and get up. We almost make it. And then we come back down. It's, it's, it's not, you can't go to the fourth rung. You've got to start at the bottom. You've got to take the first step. And everybody's first step is different. So I have some clients who their first step is for exercise is walking 10 minutes a day, three days a week. And they're like, Kate, what is this going to do? Like, that's not enough. I got to do more. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Start with 10 minutes, three days a week. Only three. Can I do four? No, just stick with three. Okay. And I say, and I, you know, just eat one vegetable three days a week. That's it. We're so used to the all or nothing that we, that baby step just feels like I'm never going to get there. And then at the end of the program, they're like, holy cow, I lost a ton of weight. And I'm like, yeah, because you, you built the healthy habits. And when you make healthy choices, weight that doesn't need to be there comes off and it comes off for good and it doesn't come back. So creating healthy habits is, is how you lose weight or get healthy or anything in this health arena. You've got to create healthy habits and they have to be done with baby steps. And sometimes the first baby step is hiring a coach. Sometimes the first baby step is hiring a trainer or a nutritionist or again, a coach because we do all of it in one. Um, but you asked what is the most important piece and it's always Jesus. I teach my clients to, to create five health habits and the first and most important one that they establish is a Jesus habit. They're working on their exercise and nutrition and sleep and hydration, but they're also working on their relationship with Jesus. And every single one of them has told me this was the most impactful piece. Mm. This was the piece I was missing. This is what I didn't realize wasn't there. This is why I haven't been successful before. And now I don't care what I weigh. I'm losing weight and it's great. And I feel better and I look better in my clothes, but man, I'm so much closer to Jesus. And that's what matters the most to me. So as far as what's the first step, take your first baby step. What is the smallest thing that you can do that's sustainable, attainable, and wise? Any habit needs to hold up to those three things. They have to be sustainable for the rest of your life. Listen, for the love of God, if you cannot give up carbs for the rest of your life, don't do it. Don't do it for two weeks because you're going to lose some weight and then you're going to gain it right back and you're going to feel like garbage. It has to be sustainable for the rest of your life. But you know what you can do for the rest of your life? Eat three extra vegetables a week. And it's also attainable. Oh, only three a week? Not even three a day, just three a week. Okay, I, I can do that in the next couple of weeks. I can make that happen. And is it wise? Is it wise to add vegetables? Yup. Is it wise to move your body in a way that's sustainable? Yup. Okay. If it's sustainable, attainable, and wise, you do it and you make it stay and you do it until it becomes a part of who you are. This is just who I am. This is what I do. I eat vegetables. I walk. Then you know you're ready to move to the next baby step. But that first baby step, that's what you do first. And you really focus on Jesus. What does scripture say about my health? What does Jesus say about my body and me and our relationship? That's the most important piece. Oh, that's so good. You know, I often wonder 
you know, as, as, as we're having this conversation and thinking about this, if the presence in the words of Jesus was compelling enough for 12 men to give birth to a global worldwide church, why couldn't his presence and his words and his actions compel us to live healthier lives? Right. You know, and, and I love how you use the analogy of a ladder in the rungs. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, I decided to Clark Griswold it and just <laughs> jump half up a ladder and decided to walk a 5K. Mm-hmm. And I tell you what, I got done with it. I went home and I slept for like four hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was just drained. I was aching. I was hurting all over, but yeah. it was for a good cause. But I'm like, why on earth did I talk myself into doing this? And I, you know, and, and when I signed up, I'm like, oh, it's just three point something miles. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have never, I have never been so had so much pain and aches in my life and um, (laughs) starting to realize you know like hey I gotta work my way up to that you do you gotta work your way up to it and and that's a great goal to have a 5k walking a 5k so how do you start you start by walking around the block I have one client who started walking around walking to the corner of her street and she said but then I just added one more driveway every time I walked I added one more driveway And she came back to me two weeks later and said, I walked a mile. And I was like, what? Like, she was like, who am I? What is happening? All because she added one driveway at a time. You know, I started running. I don't love running, but I love how I feel after I run. (laughs) And so I started doing one minute more. Every time I ran, I just added one minute. It didn't matter how many times I ran a week or how far I went. I just added, or how fast I went. I don't care. I just want to know that I did one minute more. And I went from 10 minutes to 25 minutes over the course of a few months. I didn't know my body could do that. It's amazing. It's amazing what our bodies can do when we take the teeny tiny steps and give them time and be patient with our bodies. Because here's the truth, right? However much weight you're trying to lose whoever, you know, if I were trying to lose 20 pounds, I didn't gain that 20 pounds over the course of a month and a half. So I cannot expect my body to lose it in six weeks, right? No, no, no. It takes time and it takes effort, but effort doesn't equal all or nothing. It doesn't mean you're, you know, going crazy about it. So the next question I have for you is really relevant because when you look around, a lot of people have been on edge lately because we're in the second year of this global pandemic, Mm -hmm. no matter what we think about it, what we, you know, think is accurate, what we think is not accurate. The reality is, is we are in the midst of something that has changed our lives in the way that we do things the ways we have interacted with each other. Absolutely. And what would you say to someone who isn't quite sure how to navigate all the information being thrown at them health-wise regarding COVID-19? And does it really have any impact on the steps that we can take to get healthy? Okay, watch your toes. Put on those steel toes boots there. Because no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because... 
when we, when we look at it from the perspective of when we put health in a box, in a box, and by that, I mean, when we say the only way we exercise is by working out or going to the gym, that's the only way I'm going to be able to exercise. When you put it in a box, then yeah, COVID's going to affect it. But that's not the truth. The truth is that you can go for a walk around your neighborhood and still be six feet away from everyone, be out in the fresh air, and you're moving your body. Exercise is intentional movement of your body. It does not matter how fast you go. It does not matter you know, how long or far you go. What matters is that you move your body. Go for a swim, go for a hike, play soccer with your kids, jump on the trampoline if you can do it without peeing your pants. Um, You know, exercise looks different for everybody. I have some friends who love CrossFit and I have some friends who love to swim and I have some friends who love to dance. And really, you can love different things in different seasons. I used to love you know, stretchy stuff like yoga or Pilates. Now, then I learned I love lifting. Then I learned I love running. Okay, I like running. I don't love it yet, but I tried it. I'm learning to love it. Um, But you don't know until you try new things. But what I love the most is when I can go on a run around the block while my kids ride their bikes in front of me. You know, and and we figured out how to make that work because they certainly ride faster than I run. But what I love is just being active. That's what matters the most. And COVID doesn't really play any part in that, right? Now, if you get COVID and you have to rest, then you need rest. I got COVID. I had to rest. I had to stop and rest. And that's okay. Your body needs that too. But I have... I have a client who got COVID was out for two weeks and came back to my class and she, because I teach boot camps um, here in town and she came back to class and said, I'm just going to be really careful tonight. And I, you know, I said, yep, absolutely. We'll modify how you need to, we'll make it work, but I want you to be careful. And I kept checking in with her. She led the pack. She was laps ahead of everyone. And she said afterwards, I said, what was, what happened? What just happened? And she said, I don't know. She said, I just said, I'm going to do what I can. And I kept going. And and that's what happened. Mm. So yeah, COVID may slow you down a little bit, but it's not about your speed. You know, if you're worried about the metrics, then yeah, that's going to bug you. But if you're worried about truly being healthy, then you'll rest your body when you need to. And then you'll get back into it. And you may not be able, you know, you might have to pull back a little bit and work up to where you were, but that's okay. Who says you have to, who says you have to dive back in right where you were? Nobody. The Bible doesn't say it. So it's not, it's not, it's irrelevant. Mm, I like that. No excuses. No, there really are not any excuses. (laughs) No excuses. At least none that I really put up with. (laughs) Actually, I feel motivated now. I'm going to put a sign up on my bathroom mirror that says no excuses. So I'll see that yeah. every day and, and kind of, you know, and 
I encourage you to do the same thing, friend, you know, find some way to keep yourself motivated and to not use any excuses and to really uh, see the bigger picture on, you know, how, how, how important health should be to us, but how important it is to God. Absolutely. You know, um, we are made in his image and we are his creation. And, um, you know, God wants to show us, show us off, you know, and, um, you know, I really appreciate you, Kate, in, in, in what you have shared uh, today. Are there any resources that you would recommend such as diets? I know some people don't like diets. I tried keto for a while and it, I lost a lot of weight, but then I gained it right back. Um, (laughs) You know, are are there any programs, any books, any podcasts that you listen to? Obviously, you know, we're a podcast, so, you know, we love to listen to podcasts. You know, are are there any resources that you would recommend that would that could really motivate us to take steps to getting healthy? Yeah, I think first and foremost, get into your Bible, like really like read the Bible. You'll find that our God is really gentle and he's going to encourage you to make the right choices. And he's not going to do it in a way that's condemning or makes you feel shame. Right. So that little bit of guilt, that might be the Holy Spirit and conviction, but the shame is not. And so get in the Bible, you know, Ephesians 3.20 says, you know, that God's power working in you is able to do more than you could even imagine more than you can even imagine. So, you know, you might think a 5K sounds crazy, but God could do that in you. So get in scripture and allow God, start viewing your health through the lens of scripture. Because you could read all the books and you could do all the diets, which I don't actually recommend you do any diet. Um, And you could try all the programs. But what it comes down to is if they don't line up with scripture, and they don't line up with what God says, then they might be facts, but they're not truth, right? And there's a difference in what we need. And like you said, during this time of COVID, we've learned that some people's facts are not everyone's facts. And so facts cannot be trusted, but we can trust the truth. And to get that truth about your health, you've got to start looking at it through the lines of scripture. Um, So that is always the first resource I try to point people to. Um, And then I would say, find a faith-based or Christian um, author or coach or podcaster who's talking about health and listen with an ear of discernment. Because anyone who's not coming at it from a biblical perspective, they will help you change your actions, but they will not help you change your thoughts and your heart. Um to be more aligned with Jesus. And if they're not doing that, then the results aren't going to stick. So any faith-based or Christian author or um, podcaster or, you know, speaker is going, or coach, we're the ones who are going to speak that truth in love, hopefully in love. (laughs) Um, But always scripture first. Mm. So good. Thank you. So Kate, if we want to uh, connect with you or say, follow you on social media, um, how can we contact you if we want to just stay connected or if we have any questions for you? Yeah, I am actually only on Facebook. 
Um, so my name, Kate Musing, um, go ahead and send me a friend request. Be happy to connect with you. Wonderful. Thank you. And we will have a link on our website as well, um, as well as on the actual show notes for this specific episode. Um, It will have a link to Kate's Facebook. So um, if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just scroll on down to the show notes. You'll see a link to her page right there. Or if you go to www.tastencpodcast.com, click on our guest page, click on Kate's picture, and you will see her link there as well. So um, Kate, Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for your transparency and your heart for health and fitness and to really being good steward of, of God's body. Um, and I'm excited for what God has in store for you in the future as, as you start to really just encourage people and just compel them to move forward uh, to uh, live lives of faithful stewardship in regards to their health. Thank you for listening to the Taste and See podcast. We hope that you were encouraged and empowered by our conversation today. For future and past episodes, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by visiting www.tasteandseepodcast.com. Now go, live for the kingdom, and always remember that the Lord is good.